Hello and welcome to Dear Phone, It's Not Me, It's You, brought to you by Emer and Julie Eggkind. Eggkind is the Irish for talking. Incidentally, what phones were originally designed for, and it's phones, mobile phones in fact, that are the topic of this podcast. Recent studies show that we spend an average of 2 hours 55 minutes a day on our phones. That's almost an entire day spent every week just looking at our phones. This podcast is for you if like us you find yourself constantly reaching for your phone as an escape, a treat or indeed a retreat from life. Julie and I met in first year university when neither of us had a phone. The year was 1998, a couple of short years before mobile phone usage took over the world. Fast forward 25 years and we simply cannot live without our phones, or can we? Join us as we dissect and analyze the practical guide, How to Break Up With Your Phone by Catherine Price. In the book, Price outlines a 30-day plan designed to conquer mobile phone addiction and take back your life. Julie and I are going to follow this plan over the course of four weeks, reporting in each week to share the truths and triumphs of our breakup experience. Rewriting the relationship with their phones starts here. I definitely remember. I do remember my first phone. Do you remember your first phone? I think I had a phone. Yeah, I think I had my, I used to borrow my mom's mobile phone, I think. Yeah, I think my dad had one and we all had a go at it we shared it we had a couple of days each or something I don't know how that worked but um I think that's what makes this particular book so appealing to me as well is that it's written by someone who like us used to know what it was like not to have a phone and then what it's like to have a phone that's right uh, we remember so, what it's like when um if you met a guy out then he'd ring your home phone number yes talk to your <laughs> have to talk to your mother or father before he get through to you Sure, it is only right to <laughs> a good way of screening people. Yeah, I got it. Do remember nights out in Sir Henry's and being with Jill and her calling out her home number and like everybody could hear it. It's like okay. Um, and now we're kind of fast forwarding twenty five years on. And why is it, Julie, that we are doing this podcast and this project about the phone? Give us your reasons. Well, I suppose my reasons are I think I'm very busy and I have no time for anything. I have three young boys. I work part time and then I feel I have no time for anything. And then I looked at app on my phone that said about how long I spent in it. And one night I'd spent three hours on the phone that day. So I said, well, look here now, something's not right. That's reason number one. And reason number two is my brain just doesn't work very well at the moment. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping we might be able to fix that. Absolutely. That's the plan. We're going to sort out your brain during the podcast. Some similarities there in that I have yeah, a constant feeling that I don't have enough time to do all the things in life that I want to do. And it's kind of a horrible cycle in that I get annoyed at myself. So things like reading, for example, I think I really need to read a bit more. And then and then I don't. And then I feel bad because I think, well, um, you know, I should really have time to read. Why can't I care about the time? And and that all feeds into this kind of gnawing anxiety that um, I'm not really, I guess, making the most out of life or the flip side of that, which is I have a horrible creeping feeling for a wee while now that I may be avoiding something in life and perhaps using the phone as some kind of crutch 
uh, to help me avoid deep things. So do you think the phone is taking that time? Do you think you're spending that time on the phone? I, I think there's two things going on. I think it's that, yeah, the f- spending time on the phone, but also the quality of the time that you have when you're not on the phone, I think, is affected by those moments in the day when you're constantly grabbing your phone. Mm-hmm. I think that I have a, I have a lower attention span and have a kind of a restlessness about me and I'm curious to explore whether the phone is at the root of that. Another key motivator for me that I've been reflecting on and will add in here very smoothly is that in my work as a coach and facilitator, I often have conversations with people around the things that lift them up and the things that weigh them down. And every single time I have those conversations, phones, mobile phones, digital devices in general, come in under the things that weigh people down. And there's a real heaviness to it. So for that reason, I thought it was well worthwhile taking the time to reflect on this book, apply the strategies and do the podcast as a way of holding ourselves accountable to see how the book actually works in practice. So let's see how we get on. Yep. We'll be flying in a few weeks. We'll be absolutely flying. So shall we start with the first section of the book? So the books are divided into a couple of different sections. We've got part one, which is the wake up. So yes, this is the bit that really kind of is, I think it's like the motivational speak to scare us into taking action yes. about our relationship with the phone. Yeah. What did you think? Anything there that surprised you in that first uh, part? The thing about the that connection, the relationship between anxiety and our desire for novelty. I thought that was really interesting that as human beings, we crave newness. We crave something new, exciting, different. And because the phone is kind of generating something new all the time, but then when we're not on our phone, we feel anxious because we're missing out on all this new mm-hmm. stuff that's been generated. So we grab the phone, but we still feel anxious afterwards. And yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, there was something interesting that I completely missed the last time. And it was that the the phones, the apps and that aren't designed to give us a high each time. Like Mm -hmm. they're designed to disappoint sometimes, which I thought was interesting, kind of like Mm -hmm. like the slot machines that and and, and certainly I, I feel that, you know, you're looking for that hit and then you don't get it afterwards but also something I had surprised me the first time I read it but I'd kind of forgotten about it again was just that key point that who's in control here like my phone is manipulating me and that's so obvious once I think about it a little bit but it's just to actually think about that why have we got free apps um but you know there it's that idea that um we're just giving away our attention exactly that what's for sale is your attention yeah something is for free then usually it's you that's the commodity it's you that's that's up. so that annoyed me the first time and like i don't like anyone telling me what to do it's like who's the boss here like yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly the phone is telling you what to do julie but we don't we don't think like that we think that we have control over what we're doing we i think we feel that we're making these conscious decisions all the time, but yeah, I like social media. So I'm going to go on. Yeah. I like Twitter and I like looking up uh, new balance trainers and I like, you know, Googling this, that and the other. So it can feel a bit, I can feel a bit defensive when I think about it's actually the phone that's telling me what to do. And I definitely had elements of that now 
during the week where, like you say, you think you're you're mm. deciding to pick up mm. the phone or you're despite deciding and then all of a sudden you spent two hours on the phone and it's like, oh, I definitely had that feeling of, OK, there's something not right here, but I'm just I'm still doing it. So I'm actually not yeah. in control, really. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of shocking thing is is when you know that it's it's the phone that's kind of just specifically designed that these companies have designed these apps have designed mm-hmm. the interface of the phone have designed the whole user experience around getting us to do what they want us to do which is still our attention we know that and we're still doing it i think it kind of plays into that cycle of shame and i feel like all these companies know about this cycle of shame and that's exactly what they're kind of preying on well to be fair to them they're doing what they're they're doing their job like they're doing yeah what they need to do for their business but um the stuff about the brain kind of scared me a little bit again I mm-hmm. kind of forgotten about that as well and definitely I I'm not sure is it the old age or what but my concentration and my ability to uh, ignore distraction is definitely <laughs> and my memory yeah. are all terrible at the moment and really there was a section there all about that that um said the phone really was was changing your brain or damaging your brain really like wasn't it yeah, that was quite an interesting part, wasn't it, when they spoke about concentration. And, well, something that I found a little bit reassuring was that they said concentration really is you're doing two difficult things at the same time. Mm-hmm. First one is you're choosing what to pay attention to. And actually the energy it takes in making that choice. And, and the book speaks a lot about um, how when you're online and you're on your phone, you're, you know, you're bombarded by lots of tiny little decisions all the time. Yeah. Will I click on that link or will I, oh, this thing I see on Twitter reminds me of this email I need to send to that person. And your brain is kind of firing all over the place. And when it's in that state, you can't be in that state and think deeply at the same time and concentrate, essentially. And that is kind of scary when you think about it, because if you can't think deeply, then then then, then does that mean you're in this perpetual, perpetual state of, of kind of distraction and yeah, that's not good. Yeah, they like I think it was a phrase, the intensely focused state of distraction. That's it. Yeah. 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 And the and like the mental fatigue, which I definitely I'm suffering mm. from mental fatigue, whether it be from the phone or, or otherwise, but mm. definitely I feel that. And, and it makes sense, like as you say, all those decisions you're making. Will I ignore that? Will I look at this? Mm-hmm. And also for me, it's just it's the lack of time I spend just doing nothing or just letting my mind wander. Mm. Because I find if I'm sitting down or if I'm anywhere and like I'm not doing something else then my absolute instinct is to go for the phone so those moments where you're just daydream really effectively uh, I'm definitely missing out there I think yeah and then I think that's really important because that's how we kind of plan and it's also how we imagine the kind of future that we would like and it's also where we allow certain things to settle in our mind and settle in our system I mean if you think about like the best ideas that you've ever had you might be able to recall times when you're I don't know doing the hoovering or you're out for a walk or you're kind of in flow and you're in that sort of slightly meditative dreamlike state and something just pops into your mind so if you're not if you're not ever in that state then that's definitely a worrying thing yeah absolutely yeah so um I suppose we better fix it we better, we better sort it out. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Dear Phone, It's Not Me, It's You. 
brought to you by Emer and Julia Kind. As we wrap up today's discussion, let's take a moment to reflect on the staggering fact that on average we spend nearly three hours a day on our phones, essentially dedicating an entire day each week to these devices. It's a profound realisation that has motivated me and Emer to explore the depths of our relationship with our phones. Breaking up with your phone isn't about dramatically firing it out the window, it's about establishing a healthy give and take relationship with these remarkable devices. Let's face it, they are like our trusty sidekicks. But instead of letting them hijack every second of our existence, let's reclaim our power and show these phones who's really in charge. Tune in next week for the next chapter of this new relationship with our phones.